so I'm sitting here, and uh, I'm at both studios, and it's been six months since I've been here, and it's quite the sight for sore eyes, I will tell you that. And there are relics of our four years doing this show and being besties all over this place, and it's fun. It is like a little museum of our four years, and we just got to four years and it's a pretty big deal right not only with the show but then uh to find somebody that you totally click with like that super fun but by myself right now and uh he'll be back any second but i'm sad to have been away for six months but there is a very good reason and that reason is i was in a very serious car accident i was hurt a lot but the good news is I am on the mend, and by the fifth month, which is coming up very soon, I will be completely healed. So I did have to take some time off to recover, but here I am, and here we are, back at it again, creating new shows for you, and we hope you love them, and we are so happy to be back, and I'm so happy to be able to look around here and see four years of our work in four years of our friendship, and hopefully you get both of those with every show that we do for you. So, here we are again, Birds of a Feather. This is What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music focus show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you, while our fascinating, fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and thrill you. Well... Who am I? I'm happy to be back. I am Christina Baldwin, and I am the vocalist for the rock band Ascent, and that's ASNT. You can find us on your favorite music platforms by searching ASNT and ASNT Rocks. Enough about me. Who dat? So, hopefully you don't remember any of this from anything you've all ever read, seen, or heard about. I was in a band. My mind is a blank. <laughs> Good. I was in a band called the Reltneys at 14. I wanted to become a teacher, but instead went back to New York to play in a pop band. My debut solo album was released in the spring of 1980, and I toured in support of it with Alice Cooper. One of my songs contains one of the most sampled drum beats that has been used by Run DMC, Alicia Keys, and Jay-Z. I asked Brian May to produce my album, but he declined. However, I did open the North American leg of Queen's 1982 Hot Space Tour, I am known as a perfectionist and for being short-tempered. Despite what people think, I do not like pastels or satin sheets. Now, uh, the last references I don't get, the pastel satin sheets. However, when you talked about sampled drum beats, a person came to mind. And then when you talked about, um, yeah, yeah, there was some stuff there at the end, uh, the, the timing with, this, with the Queen tour. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a wild stab and say maybe Beck. Billy Squire. Billy Squire. Why in the hell did I think Beck? Sampled drum beats. Oh, the stroke, probably. Yes, oh, that's right. <laughs> Beck, what the hell? That's No, that was not super yeah. far-fetched for basically, well, for the things that I said. I mean, it could have really been Yeah, anyone. but I mean, as I was older than you were when those things, when Hot Space was out and Billy Squire, and people were comparing the two all of it for some reason, because Billy Squire had the one hit, the stroke, that was like a choppy Brian May kind of a thing. They were comparing the two. They're, they're no, nothing to do with each other. Yeah, you nothing know? to do with each other. But uh, that should have come to me, That, but that was a long time ago. Even in my life, that was a long time ago. So, yep, I blew it. Sorry. No, that's great. And, and Rock Me Tonight was 
was uh, was oh. the uh, pastels and satin sheets. Of course, yeah. That he believes ruined his career, and I will say that is an egregious video. I don't care what time period that is. That was really hard to watch. The song is the song the is song is amazing. Badass though, I, I love that song. So the video didn't ruin anything for me because the song is incredible. Oh know? yeah, no, it it was not good. It was bad, but I still love the song. I just hate the fact that the visual that I have is him, him doing this kind of thing. And you just felt like he wanted to, to grab the entire public and just say, please, don't say no. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, who are you? Enough about that. Me, well, you? the same. I'm the same. Am I the same girl? No, I'm uh, Professor P. Soup. And, you know, as always, uh, international <laughs> rock legend, uh, radiant savant, uh, amateur wildlife photographer. And I tell you, a lot of rockers and rappers will diss you. But are they going to tell you they'll eat you with some fava beans and a nice Chianti? <laughs> or that they'll rope you and brand you like you're nothing but cattle? <laughs> See, it's, it's things like that that you have to consider when making your music choices because your time is finite. Choose wisely. Choose Professor P. Soup. That's oh, all I'm saying. Wow. And I just want to say hello to the new listeners. Now, we've been gone a while, so a number of things have happened, including we've got new listeners in, or viewers, as I like to call them. <laughs> <laughs> they see nothing. <laughs> they see nothing. Well, they can look at the, you know... They can see us in their mind's eyes That's in right. Taiwan and Malaysia and Ukraine and Zambia. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to refrain from characterizations like Chupacabra and Hobbit. Oh, shit. <laughs> when, you know, Please do. Christina loves when I do that, of course. You yeah, know. I, I love it. And I, but I'll just say to all the new listeners, if you're feeling any kind of malaise or like maybe a Zambia apocalypse is, uh, has happened, oh, then... No. <laughs> we're your we're your go to people. Oh no, uh, <laughs> you did not. <laughs> it's been an amazing uh. year. Two thousand. I mean, it's not over, but it is October. It's almost Halloween, folks. Yes, it's almost freaking Halloween. I mean, it's so much is so much water has come under the bridge. So much time, but it was kind of the year of of pea soup this year. I was doing a lot of uh, since we're talking about ourselves. This is our time to talk about ourselves. Yeah. I did a uh, so much of live performances, which is unusual for me, and a new single. Yes, an actual new single. I talk a good game, but this one was composed for me by Octane, a uh, an English uh, composer we've both worked with. Christina has a single with him, do you not? I do. Amazing, and I've done a extensive. Audrey and I have done an extensive amount of work with them. A new one's called with me. Audrey and Octane is called "Turn It Around," and you can check that out uh, wherever, anywhere. But um, good to be back. Very good to be back. Uh, so what does Christina have for us tonight? Well, I will tell you a little, a little secret. As right now, just real quick, there are four songs in the works for our set, and we are working on a new EP. Wow. So, why not? man. Why not? Another EP. We want to get it done. We plan to do it in a year, but with what happened, um, mm-hmm. I got sidelined, but uh, we are back in the game. So... This time, we have a very, very interesting theme that I selected. And what might that be, sir? Uh, oh, oh! should I be reading this now? Uh, no, we, we don't refer to papers. We just say, oh, yes, thank you for asking, Christina. Yes, thank you, Christina, for asking. <laughs> um, uh, so I know, so I'm going to tell you, right? Oh, excellent. Yes, yes. please. Since, it, since I have it committed to memory, I will say that the theme for the current show is cover art. That draws me in. That's how I remember it. Is that correct? That is correct. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know how you remember this, but yes. So uh, what I decided this time is I love to spend time on Bandcamp listening to new artists. This time, I decided to let the covers speak to me. So if I liked the cover, I listened to the song. And that's a lot because even though it's an audio situation, right, where I'm listening to the song, there are still things that matter and one of the things that draws me in is the cover art if you have stupid cover art 
or irritating cover art or nondescript cover art, I'm not going to click it. I'm just not. And just think about it. Bandcamp has millions of artists on it. And so you have to stand out in one way or another. So if you go to rock, mm-hmm. there's going to be tons and tons of albums. So I'm looking at the picture and I can see the genre, but nothing else compels me to click it except for your cover art. So cover art matters. It has always mattered, but it matters less these days than it used to. And I want to remind people that it actually does matter. I won't click it if I don't like it. Even if somebody recommends it, I'm like, that's a stupid cover. I'm not clicking it. So these artists that we're talking about today, and I only have four this time because I ran out of time. They are covers that captivated me. No, it's true. You're it's a, it's like a pile, except for everybody's on top. I mean, you're scrolling through and scrolling through. Something has to grab you and compel you. Now, back in the days, uh, music was actually much scarcer. Everybody didn't have a record out like they do now. I you know. know, we between us, we know hundreds of people, and guess what? They all have records out. You know, yeah. it's like that. You know, but uh, back in the day, it wasn't. I mean, I grabbed up Bat Out of Hell the instant I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, this looks cool. You know, where are the bats out of hell today? We shall see what Christina has found. Uh, compelling cover. It does. It's a hook. So is uh, band name, yep. song title, yes. but the cover art uh, can overcome all of I those mean, things. Yeah, it can overcome any of that, the deficiencies of the other ones. If you think, okay, I want to hear what this sounds like, you know. Absolutely. It looks like this. What's it sound like? Yep, it matters. And it doesn't matter. It, it could be anything. It could be, you An know, album or a single or... Hmm. Exactly. But again, if I don't like the cover art, I'm not clicking on it. So just so you know, those people who I clicked on... Good on you, because otherwise I would never have heard your music. That's why you're here. That's right. That's exactly why you're here. So um, we're also going to do uh, another theme next week, and what might it be? I don't know. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, wait. Oh, oh, next week you said? Yes. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, next week. I think it's um, it's uh, more of the same, isn't it? More captivating covers? Yes, captivating covers. Smashing. Continued Smashing. It's fun. <laughs> Um, and then we're eventually going to do cringy covers. So when covers attempt to undermine a great artist or song, we're going to talk about that. But this would not be indie, right? Oh no, it's all indie. Oh, oh we're yeah, gonna we're indie. gonna out indie art uh, indie artists <laughs> indie <laughs> cringy mingy <Yeah>. stingy. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we're we're gonna actually out indie artists with cringy covers. I'm a, I'm, I'm thinking we should. That's pretty ballsy. It uh. is pretty ballsy, and I'll say your your music was fantastic. But yeah, yeah, it, we'll mitigate. Yeah, we'll yeah. soften the blow with great music. With the great music of it, but you know, I clicked on it because it was. It may be fantastically bad. It, it may be craptastic. Right, exactly. It may be cringy, but craptastic. Sometimes there valid. are ones that are so cheesy and 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 just you've got to click off putting. It. It's like what the hell, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah. clicking on it. Yeah. Exactly, and the thing is, is I want to tell. However, you're running a risk when you put a cover like that. Yes. You know, so you're going to lose a percentage, and That's you don't exactly want that. That's exactly right. Well, and I want to tell you, all the death metal and black metal and metal people, you don't have to have the same visuals. No, Stop. No. Just, if you're thinking about, you know, like, uh, <laughs> if you're thinking, oh, I must go back to... You know, 1844, I must have Vikings, I must have ritual sacrifice things I must on the have, front. You know, I must have a wording that looks like a wisp of smoke. It's yes. completely impossible. It's like you can read into it whatever you like, you know. Yeah. I've looked at death metal logos and thought, okay, it says this. No idea. Because it seemed to, and it was actually something else. And I get that it's a genre, I get that it's a thing, but if I can't read it, and if it looks like every other one, I'm not going to click on it. But if you're black metal, and you have a cool kick-ass cover that's different, or cover art, or whatever... I'll click on it and I will listen and I will actually like you. But if it looks the same, 
I'm not going to click it. So let's try some new tricks, I think. Try to be original enough to not have corpses if you can. Exactly. I mean, that I'm just not that we're I'm just saying that's utterly bizarre and original. It's very It's strange. bizarre. It's not it's not people eating corpses though. No, no. I I was just showing the cover of Bleed Like Us to him cuz it's a very strange cover. Um, and I'm happy to share it with you guys, but it's really weird. And I like creepy dolls. I know. do too. <laughs> no, you but don't. But it's do not you? your tip. Uh, no, fucking it's Annabelle, not your man. Typical creepy doll. It's very strange, and it, the, I treated it very strange. But it's it's got to speak to somebody, right? And if it doesn't, fine, don't click it. But if it does, do it. But I'm just saying, you know, not all goth bands have a creepy doll on the front. So, no, no. And if they do, stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> they you know? don't. They don't. Yeah, let's not do that. So anyway, uh, loving the covers. Please keep it up and think about it because it does matter, especially like David says, where the market is so saturated. Every little thing it's, it's counts. It's a C. I mean, you are dropping a C. You know. Yep. Everybody. I mean, you can't reflect something different. You know? <laughs> and you can't talk to somebody without them going, "Oh yeah, I dropped an album." Okay, that's that's just the new norm. Everybody. And again, it's you know amateurs it's people who are super professional it's people who should not be doing music it doesn't matter people who should be superstars are doing it it's all over the board but everybody does it so stand out stand out with a cool band title maybe even a cool song name because if your song name sucks i'm not going to click on it and cool cover art that's Mm -hmm. all i'm saying why is this such a tall order and be be fucking original try that okay off my soapbox boom i got down off of it so <laughs> I was thinking um of what I wanted to talk about today with regard to our our slang, right? So we have all this slang that we typically do. And this time it's going to be fetch. I've decided it's going to be fetch from Mean Girls. And things are going to be so fetch um and fetches anything that is cool or awesome. So we're going to be saying fetch and thank you Gretchen. We did make fetch happen. That has it's been adopted. That has been adopted by so many people. You it's know. amazing. It's immortal. You know. So fetch is is today. So um, I will say right now that all the covers of all the bands today are so fetch. I guess so. If they made this particular, if they won this particular show, that's exactly right. So now enough about all that shit, and on to you. Tell what? me what is your little uh, little tidbit you're going to share with us today. You, so you're asking me to do a feature. See, I mean, as Chuck Berry said, that's too much monkey business for me to be involved in. Mm. So, um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, then thank you so much. That'll be our show. We appreciate you uh, being uh, with us all this time, but apparently that's a wrap. All right, well, if it's going to be like that, well, I suppose <laughs> I will do a feature. <laughs> and um, this one is called... Oh, wait. I have to read the definition, don't I? Uh, I mean, you I ought to. What means? I, what I mean is, I have to recite the uh, the, the feature bylaws. description. The, yeah, uh, verbatim uh, from memory. Yes. Then uh, stand by one moment while I remember. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> and the description of this feature, which of course I'm reciting right off the top of my head, and I really probably could because it's so short, is for this feature we weigh in on nonsensical, <laughs> strange, crazy, or is there a problem over there? <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking drinking. I almost spewed all over you. you as as you if I said something funny, you know. It fucking happens sometimes. I'm you sorry. know, it's it's an amazing experience to <coughs> to do a show with somebody who thinks every every burbling nonsense that comes out of your mouth is comedy gold. You know, it's, it's really delightful. 
you know. <laughs> it makes it so easy for me. I'm I just, just I, I just try to block out of my mind what it must be like on your end, folks. But <laughs> I just think about everything is like this room, you know. <laughs> and everybody loves this shit. You know? It's not just what you say; it's how you fucking say it that just destroys my ass. I can't even drink a monster without spewing. It was going to come out of my nose. It was going to not be not be attractive. Okay, then that's why I refrained. That's why I'm refraining. Shall I continue? Do you need more I'm, monster? I am not going to drink anymore. I can wait. Go uh, right. No, go drink monster, right, and I can refrain. Go right the fuck ahead. Okay. Well, from the top of my head, uh, I would say that uh, for this feature, <laughs> I, I think I, I don't know if I got through it last time. We weigh in on nonsensical, strange, crazy, or bullshit song lyrics. <laughs> And that's one song, even though some people make a fucking career out of it. That's just one song. And in this case, probably a little unexpected. Uh, this one is uh, evidently intended to be... Wait, when do I fucking say it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm doing the same lame-ass build-up thing. Yeah. <laughs> the same build-up I always do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do the same build-up with five minutes into the feature before I tell them what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> No, and my, it, my favorite part is this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. <clears throat> uh, so for this feature, we, wait. <laughs> All right. So for this feature, we're gonna wait. <laughs> it's the best. It just kills me. Making um, fun of an old man because he can't see. That's terrible. No, I love the wait. It's the wait. <laughs> you don't have to say. Seriously, you can just be like blah blah blah. Do you ever watch anybody playing any kind of guitar wait. online? And if they, if they do anything wrong, there's one word always wait. Wait, wait, wait. That's it's a, the best. I love the word wait. It is wait. the best. You're like, well, no, 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 no. you're in the oh, middle wait. of it, blah, 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 and it's going well. And you've said everything, <laughs> wait. And I'm like. Never after I've said everything right. You never think you say everything right, so it's arresting. You're like, wait. I'm like, oh. And then when it comes to the editing time, it's like, oh, yeah, I got it the first time. <laughs> yeah, the first that, time. That shit happens. It does. You it redid does. it like 14 times, and it was great like, the okay, first Okay, I got it right the first time. The first take. You, you know? have like four good takes. Yeah. It's just crazy. I, lo- it's, I do that with my music, too. There's a lot of times it's just like, you know what? I redid it, but the first one was somehow the best. And if anybody doesn't get it, if anyone thinks it's sloppy or, or the, it's uh, my timing sucks, it's just because they're not uh, sophisticated enough to appreciate the uh, avant-gardeness of my playing, of course, as we've established. I fucking love that you say that because we do like 800 takes of everything. <laughs> yep. And we're still like, well, I hope it doesn't suck as bad as we think it might. Well, your stuff is considerably less avant-garde than mine, <laughs> which means it, it isn't sloppy and out of time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I did say Hawkwood Lyrics, and I read the description. Well, this one, evidently, and I'll do the usual uh, build-up or half the features gone before I tell you what it is. <laughs> this one is evidently intended to be a pean of praise to a certain female, but for my money, it falls out of the Hawkward tree, hitting every branch on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> and then it stumbles into the street, and it's run over by the Hawkward bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's some some serious shit. Now, I always say you can't go back and read, you know, old books and watch old movies and listen to old songs with the touchy-feely sensitivity and hair-trigger offensibility we're taught today. You know, you'll have a tough time if you do, you know. But this one should have always had people cringing. Uh, Great singer, even great song lyrics aside, Sir Tom Jones and She's a Lady... (laughs) Legitimate this Bond song. tie here. I mentioned in passing. He sang the theme, Thunderball. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, so we look back at this cringe fest, and this is a really fun one to play what if and what about with. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. 
Oh, one of those. Yeah, one of those deals. Okay. okay. Well, uh, well, let me see. Uh, so, there's a kind you like to float and take to dinner. And what about the other kind? You hide them in order to take out, I suppose? You, know? <laughs> <laughs> what the? you don't want to be seen with them, is it? Uh, I guess they know their place. Did I just say their place? Oh. Where would I get an appalling, revoltingly sexist idea like that? From this fucking song lyric. Oh, That's where. Shit. In fact, the very next line is, well, she always knows her place. She's got style. style. She's, She's got, got grace. She's, She's a winner. But damn it, you can't help sing the thing, yeah, though. It's, it's so good. It's such a good song. It's such oh a good God. song. I don't know that I ever considered the lyrics, but now I'm going to be very sad. I, I, I am so sorry to have done this to all of you. It's like yes. I just told you. It's like I told everybody there's no Santa Claus. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. There's no Santa Claus. <laughs> Hypothetically. Example. Just use an example. But what about when the tooth fairy comes? Uh, that's fine too. No, 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 no oh. aspersions on that oh, at all. Okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, everything will be fine then. <sighs> thank you. Uh, but really, exactly what is her place, sir? Uh, well, uh, can we just for a minute forget what a lady she is? You, sir, are just a prince. Okay? Oh my goodness! I mean, it's amazing. I mean, leaving her on her own. Wow. That's really going above and beyond. It is. That's the next line. Wow. So he let her off her leash yeah. for a little while? Well, she's never in the way. Oh. Wow, that's a... Bl- well, what a relief, you know? Oh my I goodness. hate it when they're in the way. Yeah. Always something nice to say, oh, what a blessing. I can leave her on her own. Oh. Wow. That's that's real love right there. Yeah. Knowing she's okay alone and there's so no least, messing. She's at least 18. Yeah. <laughs> he can leave her alone. Yeah, he can leave her alone and there's no messing. Uh, but she's a lady. Yeah. Because she's a lady, he can leave her alone. I mean, that is that is going above and beyond, it though. Is. He leaves her on her own. I mean, it's nice. Again, with the what if. I suppose if she were not a lady and you didn't know there would be no messing, you would do what? <laughs> a point of chaperone? <laughs> Possibly resort to the old chastity belt. Oh, fuck. I mean, seriously. What is happening? Now, the really interesting part, and I had forgotten this, was that who wrote this tacky classic? None other than Mr. Paul Anka himself. Uh, interestingly, he re-recorded Sexist it. Sexist motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> he recorded it in 2013, re-recorded it. As That's a duet, reworking the first verse because he didn't like its chauvinistic sentiments. No that kidding. He wrote. Yeah, that he wrote. Okay, that would be fine. Now, there's a rewrite I can get behind, or so I thought until I listened to it. The verse orders are rearranged, but the part about her in her, uh, in her place is still firmly intact. In her place is in her home. Yeah, her yeah. <laughs> the line that was changed was the relatively benign, help me build a mountain from a little pile of clay. Yeah, that was the almost redemptive. That's kind of, that kind of saves the song, you know. Why that would you change that one? Yeah, that that's, offensive. that's a good line, you know, uh, which was changed to help me build a mountain from my sad and lonely day. First of all, okay, wow. that's a metaphor fail, okay? You wow. build mountains out of clay, not days, you know. No. Day is a, some, no, you can't build with a day, no. okay. You can't build with day. That and what? And what's wrong with clay? Why did he dump clay from the song? It makes sense. It is a metaphor uh, win, and this is a metaphor fail. You know? mm. Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was it built from a day. You know, so <laughs> this is uh, it makes no sense. Yeah. The but other change. It's fucking catchy. It is catchy though. And Tom Jones is a fucking killer singer. Absolutely. And uh, the rest of uh, my. Uh, <clears throat> Escape Mental Patient Notes, uh, the can narrative, has to do with the rest of the lyric, which means I better read it first, huh? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, she never asks for very much, and I don't refuse her. 
always treat her with respect. I never would abuse her. What, you need to say that? <laughs> and he, and he, he says, I have to say that I treat her with respect. Yeah. I don't think you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, you leave her as, alone, I guess that's respectful. I mean, I could do anything. I could abuse her, but I don't. See how good I am? Amazing. You know, amazing guy. You know, it's just like what Chris Rock said. It's like, uh, the guy said, I ain't never been to jail. He's like, you're not supposed to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, that's not the normal. That's not the norm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, wait, uh, wait, <laughs> and wait. <laughs> Okay. Wait, wait. I like it. Wait. And the only other change is she knows what I'm about and she can take what I dish out and that's not easy. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's not good. This is a not a good scenario. This is not oh, not This is not his like dating song. He's yeah. like, "Hey ladies, listen to this song. This is what I'm about." I'm not cherry picking. <laughs> it's all one big cherry pie, you know. <laughs> That was changed to, she knows what love's about, she can turn me inside out, and that's not easy. Okay, take what I dish out was turned into turn me inside out. Eh, a little better. I mean... Not great, though, you know. So it's not easy to turn you on either? I don't know. I just, that seems, you seem like too much work. Yeah, you're, a, you're you know, you're, Next, you're kind of high maintenance, dude. I'm sorry, if he's on Tinder, I'm swiping. Yeah, I'm yeah, this is, uh, go. this is a fair... Uh, you know, and this is probably in heavy rotation in the little village of Stepford, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, all the Stepford husbands nod their heads in agreement as to uh, how well it captures their wives. <laughs> the famous Stepford wives. And I'm also guessing this is probably uh, Sean Connery's favorite song, too. <laughs> oh, come on. He's a, everybody knows he's a chauvinist. All right. Well, okay. he's dead now. But, so. uh, yeah, he's dead. But uh, anyway, uh, I just chauvinist. thought I'd have a little fun with that song. Don't give it a second thought, of course. Uh, of course, yeah. Just no. because we're influencers doesn't mean I want to influence you to not like the song. Not at all. Yeah. Wow. That is a revelation. A sad one, but it is. It's true. You know, I've, I have literally yodeled those song a mil- that was song a million times and never ever 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 thought of all those words so fuck song rocks though i'm sorry it's man such a good song <laughs> hell yeah god damn it so now yeah. you just fucked everything up for me but that's okay nah that's all right we'll get over it so wow. tom will triumph in the end too. that's true and he, and he mr will. and mr anka can hold his head up high i don't know about that yeah. part. <laughs> and they called it puppy love you know they, what i'm saying you know? and they call it Puppy love. Is there a worse song? Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So this leads us to our first band. I'm so excited. The name of this artist is Mayfly. The song is Sad That You're a Fantasy. And that's you are. You're a fantasy. And I will say that this song is so fetch. They are electro pop and singer songwriter. And they are from Canada. What's that about? So let's go ahead and listen to Mayfly. Is it not visible to you? I never thought that I'd have to explain how much I desire you I guess you're just a fantasy Better that you stay away 
last things of you as I lay down Okay, so we just listened to Mayfly and uh, their song, which is sad that you are or you're a fantasy. But before we get to the song, let's talk about the cover art, which is what inspired me to click. And I love it. I, I love how beautiful it is. So it's basically two, you know, females, and it's really mostly a silhouette with these kind of neon wings. And there was something kind of innocent about it, something very minimalist about it. It didn't tell the, the whole story. Like, sometimes I don't like it when it tells the whole story on the cover. I just like that it kept me guessing, and it felt light, and it felt fresh. What What's interesting about it is, when I listen to the song, it's a very different feeling than the cover, but I like that. What did you think of the cover? I well, the cover is is grabby, as you said. Uh, it's uh, two females, and it turns out this is a two female group, you mm-hmm. know. And with the those little wingy things, they sort of look look like butterflies. It mm-hmm. kind of looks like wings, like, or a fairy, maybe. Yeah, it it, it, ha- it carries a little bit of both, you know. Like the butterfly is uh, the wings that, that makes her a fairy, et cetera, et cetera, or them fairies. But um, I expected it to be. Uh, I think they use this word ephemeral and things like that. You know, to be uh, kind of an ethereal thing, and uh, it is uh, it is that it sort of delivers on that uh, the impression given by the uh, the cover art, which is also the uh, the single art is the same uh, art as the yes. the album, which is uh, um, Hideaway Volume Two, which uh, it's, it's an impressive cover, and it is that ever popular dark cabaret sound that people just love mm. nowadays you know i thought garbage first i'm thinking more like billy eilish you know afterwards but yeah. i mean that kind of thing uh, a little bit of the uh, the self-proclaimed plastic soul influence like a bowie kind of an influence thing 
but it is uh, very, very contemporary, uh, more so, in fact. And French. I mean, Tish, you spoke French, you know. I loved this tune for a few reasons. First of all, I thought it was, like, uh, bluesy and, uh, I don't know, sultry and slinky, and I liked it. Um, even though I think the lyrics are pretty sad, right? Because you don't want to sleep alone. But I love that it's just these two beautiful voices, very soulful voices, very... Um, I think they sound powerful, though vulnerable, which I like that combination. It's not really easy. Um, I think I hear like this, I don't know, this like sadness, but there's a resolve in it, which I really like. So I feel like it was both soft and hard and I really liked the combo and the French at the end just adds something to it I mean they're Canadian that is certainly their native tongue and how beautiful to hear that at the end what they said I'll never know but it was really beautiful and I actually really like this band they're super fetch and I am totally gonna just jump in but again without that cover art I would never have clicked them yeah, and it's exactly what you said. There is a, there's an acceptance, and it's kind of like that sad thing and everything. But it's it doesn't lose. It it looks forward and and, and has a hopeful bent to it. Also, yes. uh, very uh, it, it's a song that gets its hooks into you, and uh, it totally totally works. Yeah. yeah, and it kind of it takes me somewhere that I really want to be. Just this kind of uh, I don't know. I guess introspective, kind of relaxed place i don't know it's just beautiful so if you want to hear more mayfly you can find them on facebook at we are mayfly and that's m-a-y-f-l-y so what is next well i'll tell you what we're going to do is we are actually going to do that very 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 special uh little thing that we like to do called various songbirds which uh i always fail at miserably but that's fine and for this feature we name lines from songs and try to stump each other in a head-to-head battle so we do hummingbirds and we do various songbirds i'm better at hummingbirds (laughs) i'm not very good at this david is very good at this no i uh they've heard the show before they know i'm not very good at this they know you're good at it that's what they're saying so uh in this particular uh for this particular, I guess, round of this, I have gone with love songs. Because why not? Hmm. Who doesn't love love? So I will That means I'll know them for sure. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, Mr. I'm Mr. Love, Dr. Mr. Love. love you know. All right, fair enough. Good to know. All right, so I have it where you're going first. So go ahead and hit me with your best shot. That's that. If you, you said that line, I would know. There you go. <laughs> you're a real tough cookie, you yeah. know, and you got with a long history of bombing miserably on this feature i'm oh, kidding oh my fucking okay ladies and gentlemen that's a wrap for us you know i couldn't thank pass you for that watching uh, and listening to both all these years and we will be signing off <laughs> now this is one of the, i'm going to give the, a lot of this is absolute cracker jack box uh gifts okay Whatever. this I one a, and in this time. case it's not a question of liking the artist or any expectation of appreciation of the song mm-hmm. Rather, this one simply attests to whether you've ever listened to rock radio station in your entire life. If they, if you have, if you've ever heard rock radio, you know this song, and you will be identified by the first line or two. Wow. Good thing you're not setting me up for like a failure or anything. That's nice. No, that comes with the next one. Oh, great. All right. Looking forward to and it. And the song begins, Ever since I was a young boy, I've played the silver ball. That, that ought to be enough right there. 
From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. But I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall. Okay. I'll stretch it to the very next one. That deaf, dumb, and blind kid. I can't even go on into the line. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. Really? Wow, I'm so sorry, man. Who's that? Well, uh, you uh, you younger people might remember it was covered by, in, uh, actually, uh, it was in the uh, 70s also. <laughs> sorry. It's a song from the 60s that was covered in the 70s, and I expect you to remember. Uh, by Elton John, Pinball Wizard. Yeah, did it have anything at all to do with the movie Tommy? I'm out. Well, but I, uh, if you've ever listened to rock radio, you've heard Pinball Wizard. It's like fucking Lola, okay? And I've done the boop. Oh. I didn't know it. I don't. I don't know that song. Oh no! I am so, there you so, go. so sorry. Apparently, I am to feel very, very ashamed of then myself. I had, no, 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 no. That one is still coming. Yeah. Oh, this no. one you can be excused. Uh, all right. It's just you never listened to radio in your life. I get it. You're right. I don't. But do the that. Um, uh, the the other one will be no excuses. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Another day, another night. I long to hold you tight. Uh oh. Uh oh. This is one of those 80s things. I know it. No, it's one of those 90s things. Let me see. Another it's day, another night. It's what? It's neither. Oh. I know. Another day, another night. I, I long, long to, to hold you tight. It's kind of generic, but uh, everybody wants to hold everybody tight. Some yeah. songs of this era were kind of generic, but they were sweet. Oh, of, of, of course. Of course. I mean, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. It's, you're not going to get that much that's super original. Unless you listen to a centerpiece soup. Let me see. Um, let me think. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna blow. I'm gonna bow my head. I'm gonna Baby, put on the paper bag. Oh. Okay, I can see being stumped on that. The four tops. Yes, I'm so sorry. Well, it's kind of something that we both love, little Motown. Yeah, little, I'd be so. singing instantly. Not the not the lyric to the verses, though. I hate to admit it. You know, mm, and funny, I was just thinking bad. about really, really digging back into some serious Motown the other day because that's oh, what I grew I, up with. I you know? live there, dude. Yep. I live there. All right. Well, um, here's one that uh, a couple of lines really ought to do. A couple of words really ought to do it. I heard this shit before. Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. Who the hell would ever say that? You know. Uh oh. <laughs> the look on your face. Dead I am the sky watching angels cry while they slowly turn, conquering the worm. Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. I slam in the back of my. Uh oh, I'm terrible. I really thought you'd get this one. This is not the abject shame one. I don't know. I feel like you're you're causing some abject shame with each each progressive I, I i'm bringing the shame upon myself for picking songs that you don't know what the hell is that all right dig through the ditches and burn through the witches i slam in the back of my dragula dragula oh, i'm sorry it's rob zombie dragula it's like one uh, of his most famous songs i'm sorry gotcha. sorry I, I think i just enjoy the music i don't know that i know any lyrics but i do love the zombie he crams song. the title by the way do you happen to get the reference there it's a little a little obscure little thing dragula i, I know you figure drag racer dracula very cute you know? yeah he didn't come up with that idea it comes from the series the monsters it was actually the name of grandpa monsters race car mm. dragula which uh, that's and of course he made a movie of the monsters i really thought you'd know that one i'm so sorry i that's swear right. the next one is unescape inescapable i've heard that before so because uh, you make me feel so brand new, and I want to spend my life with you. 
Oh, for some reason, I'm still stuck back at the first lines. Okay, <laughs> that was hours ago. Okay, let me see. Because uh, you make me go ahead again, please. Because you make me feel so brand new, and I want to spend my life with you. I know this song. Of you course, know I do. This song. Of course, I do. I don't know why I'm hearing Daryl Hall, uh, even though he probably had nothing to do with it. He had nothing to do with <laughs> it. Nothing, nothing, Just look at me right not now. All, I got a whole lot of notes on the brain. But it's not like something he wouldn't sing. He, no, he, no. They would, that's the kind of song they do, so I get you it. You feel brand new. I, I'm, I'm lost. Going down in flames tonight. You make me feel oh, so, so brand new. I mean, despite the fact that we're pulverizing us each other in this contest. I think we should. I think let's stay together. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's, let's stay, stay together. together, Mr. Al Green, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I love this song. So yes, Al Green, let's stay together. Okay, well, we're really crashing and burning. Uh, we're kicking each other's asses. Yeah. All right, then I I have really little hope for this one. Great. I'll, <laughs> I'll just thanks. get that out there right now. Perfect. Um, oh, no, now I'm questioning the lyric to see if it's right. <laughs> Great. Okay. I'm assuming this is... Actually, I've seen some absolutely ridiculous, disastrous lyrics online that you can know that's not what they're saying. But uh, all you've got in this... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all you've got is this moment. The 21st century is yesterday. Oh, yeah. You can care all you want. Everyone does. Yeah, that's Okay. If the century's yesterday, uh-huh. it's in excess. It's you in excess. All you want, everybody does. You know that's okay. Um, it's so slide over here. Give me a moment. Uh, uh, you're one of my kind. One of my kind. Um, one of my kind. Oh no, no, it's uh, it's, it's, it's it's oh. Fuck! I know the song. I see the video in my mind's eye because David. It's in the lyric. Yeah, it's yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, After uh, you're one of my... I need you tonight. Need you tonight. Need you tonight, Uh, yes, by NXS. God, I just fucking pulled that out of my ass. Okay. Okay, that one was, I was pretty sure. I love NXS. The really, like, I know you'll get it one is coming up, but go ahead. I'm a huge NXS fan. Yes. Michael Hutchins, great group, great group. And fucking beautiful. I just a I knew that man. would get in there, but it, yeah. I mean, he was. It's just, true. You know? Seriously. And that hair, I can't. Yeah, he was, he was like one of those Morrison-level hair idols, you know? And the wonder of it all is that you just don't realize how much I love you. The wonder of it all. Uh-oh. That really, that hooks me. You uh, know this. The wonder of it all is what? What's the wonder of it all? The wonder of it all is that you just don't realize how much I love you. I'll start singing at the instant you tell me what it is. I know. Uh, it's going to be crazy. I'm picturing something uh, uh, somewhere in the uh, 80s police vein um uh, put me out of my misery, or, which I by which I mean increase my misery. Wonderful tonight, Eric Clapton. What? Wait, what's the line again? And the wonder of it all is that you just don't realize how much I love you. Yeah, that's the line that sticks in my head the least. Yes, okay, okay. I, I uh, it's strange, I know, but I uh, a million lines from that song could have hooked me, and I don't even really like it. I get tired of I'm already tired of hearing it long, long years ago. Wow. It's like it's like a, a couple of notches. It's a love song. I know, but it's it's on the a couple of rungs above Lola, you know. I mean, as far as it's just played too much, you know. Okay. I love Clapton. Okay. Now this here's that the one that didn't sound like it. Here's the one that uh, the Cracker Jack box one. Let me see. Oh, I, oh, this this is. 
He was something to observe. Came in close, I heard a voice. Oh, he was something to observe. Standing, stretching every nerve. I had to listen. Had no choice. What was I supposed to do? The information going boom, boom, boom. Salisbury Hill by uh, who was this fellow who uh, did this? Peter Gabriel. Um, should be a little fresh in your memory, having seen him recently. Fuck yeah, amazing, amazing show. Uh, if you have a chance to see it, please go see it. It's of course it must level. have been. She, she graced me with some clips. Uh, uh, yeah, Peter, so Peter Gabriel, dude. Ugh. All right, here's the last one. Then I have a little story about this one. Touch me once and you'll know it's true. I never wanted anyone like this. Oh, that's... Oh, oh we got that one. Okay, finally, we're going to get somewhere. Uh, it, it sounds... Uh, the attitude of this woman seems to be saying, if I could condense her whole approach in a nutshell, I would say, I'm crazy for you. That would be crazy for you, Madonna. Classic, uh, classic this ballad. song. I would just sing this song over and over again. When I was much younger, I still sing it in the car if you let me, but uh, I just so was boy crazy at that time. And I was just like, I would sing it to all the guys that I had crushes on <laughs> and think about them. Just uh, glad I was too old by this point. Oh, I loved this song. And I mean, now I listen to it, I'm like, it's pretty cheesy. But at the time, it seemed like a great love song. But anyway, it's, it is a great ballad. Madonna kills those ballads; she really does. I mean, "Live to Tell." I mean, those are just amazing songs, oh, you know. Yeah. I love "Live to Tell." Live to Tell. So anyway, so uh, you got uh, one, which doesn't make sense because you know the four tops, you know Al Green, and you know Eric Clapton. So mm-hmm. that made no sense. To so me. all I got was uh, one. you got Madonna's Madonna. Crazy yeah, yeah. So oh, oh yeah, it saved me I from being completely one, right? shut out. I think you, you got Salisbury Hill and. You got Need You Tonight. Oh, Need You Tonight. Yeah, you got two. So you actually, you got two. Yeah, I got two. All right, so I'm not a complete QL, failure. not a complete loser. Mostly, but not completely. I fell on the sword to spare her this time. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking A. All right, so that leads us to another artist. And uh, this particular artist is called Velvet Moth. And the song is Transhuman. They are psych, electro, stoner, rock, proto-pop punk. So this is so fun. They're from Australia. And again, the cover is what drew me in. So we're going to take a look and a listen.
to sew velvet moth. Well, what I really liked about this cover, I like symmetry and I like it when things look a certain way. So I saw it and it was to me very striking, but also kind of simple. Again, I know you're you're thinking, well, the first one was kind of simple, but this one is more intricate because it's, it's basically three moths and they're kind of in a, you know, a triangle-y sort of thing, a soft triangle, if you will. But the little drawings of each are pretty ornate and they're really nice, but they're line drawings. So I liked that too, that it wasn't all colorful. It was just very clean. And then I think it's, if I recall correctly, it was on a yellow, kind of a yellowish, but a pale yellow background. I don't know. I really, I really liked it. It, it stopped me in my tracks. And then I thought, Velvet Moth. Ah, okay. So I see that it's kind of its namesake. But then I thought the song named Transhuman. I mean, I was just in from mm. like the get go, but I just, I really, I really liked it. Sometimes less is more. Yeah, uh, as far as the cover art, which is the apparently the cover of the album, which is uh, yeah. "Golden Calf of the Absurd," um, Love which it. is it's just that's very that's very catchy right there. Love it. That's right. Oh, yes. hey, that pricks up your ears. Yes, it does. And yeah, the three moths. First of all, you pick the most terrifying insect, f- terrifying creatures that ever walked the earth or flew the earth. Some people uh, the keep moth. them as pets. Oh, I can't. Terror, a it. nightmare thought. No, thank yeah. you. But they're facing inward in a very definite pattern, and there are symbols in between yes, them. Yes, which I and also liked. They're sort of scientific, but scientific via, like, you know, Renaissance kind of scientific. Yes. They look like something Leonardo da Vinci would have drawn. Which I loved about Which it. was very intriguing. So if you think about the da Vinci, right? The da Vinci, the man. That's what I'm that's saying. The, what his scientific like, drawings, right? it, it just, sort of looked like. I, that's what I think probably what drew me in. Yeah. Uh, that was the impression that I got. Love and, it. you know, the music, when the music starts, it is, uh, I mean, you'd have to be wandering lost in a God of Vida not to consider, uh, to think Iron Butterfly when hearing this and not hearing 60s rock, because it's definitely very psychedelic and it opens. It's a little Skinner, too, though. Yeah, it has, a, has some, you know, really earthy uh, guitar riffs and everything uh, leading into it. But. Uh, it doesn't stay that way. It, it, it you can see in every that science permeates everything in it. The themes, the music, uh, you know, it really captures that. Uh, but it also has a, a retro thing. It captures that you know lava lamp miniskirt kind of sixties uh, <laughs> deal. I love it. I mean, it's raw, it's rocking, but it's it still has a dreamy quality to it that you would expect from all that music of that era, right from the Who to uh, the uh, Yardbirds, everyone. But, um, and you know, it's got that acid guitar uh, just slinking right through the whole thing. However, it, uh, everything is, is mechanized and modernized. And, uh, but yet there's this sort of an Eastern Magi kind of a, you know, sound yeah. flowing through it. But ultimately Especially the... with that bridge. I think yeah, the bridge that, yeah, really the bridge. did it, yes. But it, it finally seems to resolve in favor of uh, the, the new world, the mechanized new world order, which we hear about in the lyric. And then you kind of get drawn into this uh, nightmare... Uh, sort of new, uh, brave new world type thing, but then the rockin' part comes back, right? But it kind of like almost has this crescendo of uh, just automation, you know, and and people are becoming automatons, and it's uh, yeah, or automatons. I've been saying people say it wrong. I say it right. Automatons. Uh, automatons. It's just well, like uh, it, it's chaotic, but I it's like it, through the you hear there's clarity in the chaos. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, it was chaotic, yeah. And I liked it, and then we went right back down. To what sounds a little schoolhouse rock to me. If you know, do you know schoolhouse rock? Sure. It's very a little bit. That voice is a little schoolhouse rocky to me. 
I mean, I know what the what function conjunction junction performs. Excellent. You know, yes. Are you? A but bill? Uh, it's a, a really it's a powerful song. It invokes so a lot of classic prog stuff like Emerson Lake and Palmer, Carnival uh, Nine, but also it's uh, '80s uh, dance, contemporary. Uh, it's very moody. It's it's just a, a yes. beautiful, powerful track. I love how moody it is, and I do love the the vocals. I love I love what his voice is giving. It's it's definitely kind of a throwback voice, but it's a little I don't know what I call like a a vocal, uh, a singing vocal fry. It sounds like a little bit of that, but that's just his natural voice. But I just love it. I love it. It grooves. It feels like something the monkeys could have done. I don't know. I was just all about it. I love it. I, I want more from this band. And I actually have uh, gone back and listened to a little bit more. And it just gets better, if that's possible. But if you want to hear more, you can find them on Facebook at Velvet Moth, M-O-T-H, Band. Move makes me shiver just to think. You know. Thank you, Australia. We certainly appreciate that. Well, I will tell you that it is time for you to do your next feature. How exciting! So no features for you tonight. This is interesting. Okay, no, I have one. Oh, you have one coming okay. right up. All right. Well, and I did. I did introduce various. So okay. So basically, more monkey business, right? Okay. I mean, I don't yeah. know if you're if it's about monkeys. If it is, then yes. That's their business. Monkey yeah. it up. That's their business. That is their business. All right. Well, I'll see. Uh, see what we can find here. I mean, rec- remember. <laughs> and how about these songs? Christina's picking once again. And see, that's what's great about my job on the show. People probably send in crap, but Christina screens it all out, and I never have to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> I'm sure. sorry. All right, and this uh, monkey business feature is called That Took Gulls. And mm. for this feature, we discuss ballsy, bold, and groundbreaking moves made by artists. Uh, for example, in videos, lyrics, and subjects, record labels, producers, etc. Something that was uh, taking a little risk, rocking the boat there, not taking the uh, path of least resistance, the safe route, and we'll see what happened as a result. And time and time again, I have proclaimed this man a genius, a true renaissance man, pound for pound, the most abundantly gifted artist of our lifetimes. Wow. But he also had gulls. David Bowie was the big kahuna of glam and glitter and androgyny while being as eclectic as a good rock and roller should be, ranging between poignant ballads and hard-driving rockers, but this legend didn't really pull a major chameleon number until 1974 and 75, right in the middle of the extravaganza tour for his masterpiece Diamond Dogs album, he decided to go soul. And in what I consider to be the sharpest pivot in music history, at least what I could come up with both in the 45 seconds my lazy ass was willing to ponder this question, (laughs) when the stage show was stripped away to virtually nothing, the touring venture now redubbed the Soul Tour and uh, incorporating songs from his next release, the drastically different from anything that preceded it, Young Americans. Mm. Definitely took calls, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've given your audience Ziggy Stardust and Aladdin Sane and Pinup and and then uh, and Pinups and then Diamond Dogs, and then an album of what the man described himself as Plastic Soul. Many bands have their Waterloo, Jump the Shark albums in the eyes of some fans. Kiss had Dynasty, Queen had Hot Space, Metallica had the Black album of all the ridiculous I fucking things to object album. to. I mean, it's like that's where the album you expect them to win people who never liked them I before, much less album. lose knucklehead fans who thought that was the the Ugh. beginning of the end for them. Sorry to offend anyone who's wrong. You know, I mean, they're just no, you're just wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah, they offended uh, themselves. 
Bowie, however, doesn't seem to have alienated anyone by this overnight metamorphosis. Sure, the Lester Bangs of the world, jerk-off critics might have said fill in the blank, but uh, yeah. I, was an er- I was an early teenager at the time, and I can't recall any of my rock-crazed peers turning up their noses at this masterpiece. No way. Everybody loved it. You know? No way. Interesting thing is that David Bowie, by Bowie standards, it's a pretty straightforward and down-to-earth album. There are some unexpected twists in certain songs and a little bit of madness, perhaps, but it's hardly experimental as some of the earlier albums were, and some of the near-future ones would be much more conspicuously so. Now, believe it or not, I have an open mind for something new. Although I'm frequently accused of not having uh, one because I'm not really crazy about rap, Uh, have an open mind, Uh, be ready for new things. Okay, you're going to have ham and eggs for breakfast, but I'm going to swap that out with some roadkill, okay? Just try something new, something different, okay? There's wow. some of the stuff that's out there today, that's what it's like trying to swap out, but nobody objected to this at the time. Uh, while the stage show might have been drastically scaled back, the studio production for Young Americans was beefed up in contrast to the earlier releases where you had basically the Spiders from Mars and that was it, you know? Customarily, there would be Bowie and a core band like the Spiders, but uh, for this Plastic Soul outing, he drafted a group of backup singers, male and female, and among them was an as-yet-unknown Luther Vandross. Oh my God, one of my favorite voices that was ever. The, that was where he came on the scene. There's another backup singer, uh, decidedly less of an upstart than Vandross, who appears on a couple of tracks, playing guitar and singing on two songs, one of which he wrote for his former band, The Beatles, Indeed, no less of a personage than John Lennon is here, helping Bowie cover across the universe and even sharing a co-writing credit. Now, as I've said earlier, if you're not Brian Eno or Iggy Pop, you probably haven't written a song with David Bowie. Probably not. Uh, But uh, Lennon's participation, playing, singing, and writing, involves an iconic track you all know, namely the album's closer, Fame. Fame. Just, what what can you say? I can't. It's just brilliant. And the song that precedes fame is a doozy also. One of the ultimate love jams where Bowie allows himself to deliver his deepest bedroom voice and uh, also falsetto in the same song. Mm-hmm. Can You Hear Me is a crooner, swooner, you pretty much got to hear to believe. You know? uh, ending with some acapella group vocals before the iconic fade into uh, fame. Uh, just genius and also, prior to Young Americans, Bowie himself was providing all of his own saxophone parts, as he's a perfectly good player. But uh, this album relies so heavily on the masterful use of that storied instrument that he brought in the big guns in the form of the legendary David Sanborn. Mm-hmm. You know, everything oh, yeah. about it is different. The creepy candidate song, whose set even smells like a street from Diamond Dogs, gives way to the first song on side two. A rousing number about another politician whose ever-loving face smiles on the whole human race. He explains it himself simply by saying, somebody up there likes me. That's, a, that's an overlooked gem right there. And I suppose it could be the same candidate from a different perspective. The last one was meeting you and your friend in a bar, and this one is hugging all the babies and kissing all the ladies. Absolutely unique in his canon. This is a brilliant song you gotta hear. But different, definitely different. Well, uh, to me, this is a Pantheon album. Uh, From the singable, perennial favorite title track, Young Americans, to a positively revelatory series of songs with one title, Win, a favorite of mine, of course, Right, Fascination, 
which is a wicked funk, heart-tugging, swoon and croon classics to the eternal groove of fame. And since the fans rolled with that, this new direction took an outside-the-box electronic and experimental bent in an evolution that was truly stunning to watch in real time later on. As I was around then, but uh, then and now, young Americans, there's nothing like it, but at the time, and nobody questions it, but at the time, it did take serious skulls and... How blessed was I at 14 years old to see him, the dawn of Plastic Soul. Uh, this tragic generation, however, has just got plastic. No soul. None. When it comes to plastic, though, Drake really delivers. But uh, chalk one up for Mr. Bowie. He swung and he hit a homer. So uh, great, great move, great album, uh, great career pivot that totally took goals. I think it's interesting that... that it's seen as such a departure from what he did because there's so much soul in all of his music. That's true. He is very grounded in soul. Um, And so, you know, that album doesn't surprise me as much as I think it did the people at the time. And maybe it was because they weren't ready for him to do it, but I just don't feel like it's that big of a departure. Although it did take a lot of, a lot of balls to not just stay with the formula that worked 100%. And he never did that, really. He kept changing it. So, But it's interesting because I hear that album and I'm like, oh, yeah, it seems like, to me, like a natural progression for him to continue to get more and more soulful, to tap into that part of music that he loves so much. So it's interesting. It did take goals because he could have just stayed with the formula and been fine, but you know, to to appease the fans or to make new fans easily, but he wouldn't have been true to himself. And that's what a true artist does is they are true to themselves. That's true. And as the words were leaving my lips before, I was thinking of myself, of earlier Bowie songs that could easily have been described that way, like you said, like Soul Love from Ziggy Stardust. Oh, yeah. you know, it's just, it doesn't have the, you know, the, uh, the Philly rhythm section sound to it and everything, but it is the same kind of song. It could be on Young Americans. It would probably be arranged differently. Absolutely. Uh, so he, he did always have that. He did. And, uh, but it was so uh, sweeping that it did. It seemed radically different, and I don't think anybody minded one bit. No. Uh, so it was, uh, it was great. And it's interesting because people like, you too later on when they try to become experimental people shunned them and hated them when did we become so close-minded about an artist continuing to evolve they weren't just going to make joshua tree after joshua tree after joshua tree or boy after boy or october after october they were going to continue to evolve and experiment and we get mad at artists who do that instead of going oh my god look what else they can do and I think that's a problem. Don't box in artists. Don't expect the same from them because you're not going to get the same. It's just not. I mean, it's the same with us. I mean, we can say that we're a dark, hard rock band, but then you'll hear something that's light, and you're like, oh, that's pretty poppy. And that, you know what? Let us do what we do, and don't box us in. And don't box in your favorite artists out there because they could have a Zoo TV in them. They could have, you know, Octung Baby in them. And they could also have Joshua Tree in them. So just let them let them do their thing. And a very good point you made there about Ascent. It's true that you can, you, there are, is great pop sensibility, and there are serious hooks there buried beneath uh, Bruce's crunchy guitars and stuff. So uh, it's there. And um, it's the same with, uh, with Bowie and the old stuff, although, like I said, at the time, and... Uh, now with the wisdom of youth, I can look back. Uh, with the wisdom, sorry, with the wisdom of age, yes. I can look back. No, oh, yeah, silly me, I missed this, I missed that. But I mean, seriously, uh, Bowie, 
has always done everything, uh, but it sure seemed different at the time, just like uh, Station to Station would later on, yeah. a little bit more, you know. Absolutely. But, um, and even his swan song, Black Star, is different, but oh, still always hell yeah, a it's different, yeah. huge element of soul, and then the bringing back those saxophones. I mean, all that stuff is, you know what I mean? It's there's a There's a full circle, but then with that evolution, so... I love that he continued to evolve, and he was fearless in that way, and I love that he scaled down his his show, because you know what? Sometimes it's just about the music. And, and, and then uh, later on, of course, he would put together the Glass Spider Tour, which we talked about, which is an absolute sort of a, a gigantic nightmare, but probably great at times, you know? Sure. But uh, he will do that, and a lot of times when artists do this, there's a lot of their artists they'll put out something radically different. Uh, hello, their Satanic Majesty's request, you know, that kind of thing, and um, or Hot Space or whatever the case, and uh, they'll change because of the backlash. The fans will hate it. But sometimes it's just like they just had to get their shit off that one time and do that one thing. I don't think uh, the Stones were going to try Satanic Majesty's again, you know. But uh, they and hated they it. Everybody, to, who yeah, cares? yeah. You know what? They don't owe. They don't owe us anything except their artistry and whatever that looks like. You can love it or hate it, but it's theirs. No group that I really like has uh, has gone bad and stayed that way. Even if they put out an album, I didn't really care for <clears throat> Saint Anger. Um, they uh, they're not. Uh, they don't lose it. They they usually come back on their own. You know. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, give them uh, Madonna, absolutely fearless. I She's mean, beyond ballsy, that one. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, I'm breathless. She puts out an album of show tunes, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was awesome. Yeah. It really was awesome. Absolutely. So that was a great one. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. <clears throat> All right. So we have another um, second to the last for this time. Normally we have five, but this time we had four. Ran out of time. And uh, this artist is Gatlin. And the song is really funny. And this is singer-songwriter Power Pop. So let's take a look at the album cover and a listen. Why do you have to go and break my heart again? Like it's our favorite inside joking. I start laughing cause it's really funny. That I thought this time I had changed The wires in your brain Isn't that insane? Cause you really had me Now I'm crying on the phone And all I see is your pity Like the last few years were ones I lost 
you only go there to retire and wait for heaven have you given up at 27 That was Gatlin. So let's start first with the cover art. So this one spoke to me because it is, again, there's simplicity and there's sweetness in it. So basically, it kind of looks like the set of maybe a, maybe a high school play, right? It's this huge, like, crescent moon, and you can see the strings, and there she is lying on it. And there's just something so sweet about it and so simple and whimsical and kind of childlike and I don't know maybe I I don't know it's kind of like this Pollyanna little world I created where we can all lie around on crescent moons in pretty dresses you know and I just loved it and I thought it was so sweet so it made me want to click on it and I'm so glad I clicked on it because what was behind that beautiful cover is so incredible yeah, the art, when I saw it, I thought, okay, this reminds me of the old, uh, you know, the old Broadway thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Paper Moon, you know, the Paper yeah. Moon, it, it, was a, it was a classic show number they would do. Yeah. And uh, so, and it has that kind of a little bit of a theatrical feel to it, um, but that it builds, you know, into like, a, a, it's kind of like a rock opera almost. Uh, it, oh, by the way, the Paper Moon thing also reminds me kind of like DreamWorks logo. It has that, mm-hmm. that like you said, that uh, that dream quality to it. But uh, and with a name like Gatlin, the first thing I'm expecting country or something oh, like I that. Hear, I can see that, yeah. But uh, with a name like Gatlin, but that's not what it is. Thankfully, it is more of a, uh, like I said, almost a rock opera thing. It, but it, uh, despite the, like you said, the um, idyllic kind of nature, mm-hmm. you know, the, almost a fantasy uh, mock-up nature of the uh, the art. It is uh, about disenchantment and unrequited love, and and you know turn to hate, and it's 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 very edgy, but it's it's catchy too. And um, I mean, who the fuck moves to Florida? <laughs> I love it. You <laughs> just go there to retire. Hey, okay, I just retired, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying in California. Thank no you. No way. But uh, there is this. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a. It's not in despair or anything, but it's like, you know what? Uh, it, it has this sh- kind of like showstopper hooky chorus, but it's like, I just think it's really funny. I hate you. Yeah, it's so really funny. I kind of hate, hate you. I hate yeah. you because you don't want to love me, you know? Yeah, uh, That really stings, you know? It does. But uh, there's, a certain, uh, there's a certain degree to which the narrator is not, you know, not beaten completely. I mean, she's like, okay, yeah, all right, I get it, you know? 
and uh, it's 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 strong, but it's it's poignant too. It's a very beautiful song. It really is. I love how her voice breaks. I just think it breaks beautifully. And there's something about those natural breaks. Not all of us have those pretty breaks in our voice. Some of us have to manufacture them or work work on them. But she has these beautiful breaks that just um, they convey a lot of emotion and they also convey a lot of pain. And I love that, right? And she can't help it. That's just part of her her voice. And I love the simplicity of the verses. I like that they're just, they're not, I tend to be very, um, in my lyrics, very uh, abstract. You have to dig for the meaning. Here, you're not digging for the meaning. She's just like, you know, it's really funny that I hate you. Mm. And I love that, who the fuck moves to Florida. And I love the the harmonies. I love the entire feel of the song. I love the instrumentation in this song. I just think she's amazing, and I can't wait to hear more. And I want to also comment on her voice being a little velvety sexy as well. She's got that little velvety sexy thing going on, but also an innocent sweet thing going on. Just really brilliant. And if you like Gatlin the way that we love Gatlin, clearly, go ahead and find her on Instagram at G-A-T-L-I-N. And she is in L.A., so... If you're here in the City of Angels with us, maybe Who the you fuck can moves see to LA? everybody. <laughs> maybe you can see her live. I'd like to try to see her live. Band is in town. Yeah, you can track anybody. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right, so it is time for me to do my second little feature, and this one is Hell Yes or Hell No Versus. And for this feature, we consider bands and determine if we're in or out. We also ask you to weigh in. Who wins? What do you think? This time, it is Smashing Pumpkins versus Nirvana. Now, so here's the thing. These are two pivotal bands during that time. Uh, similar sounds in some respects and very different in others. Neither are grade-A singers, right? They, but they both have something about them that, you know, endears their fans to them. Obviously, Smashing Pumpkins is still happening. We don't have Nirvana anymore be- for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, because of the fucking Foo Fighters. No, no, because... Of course, I know. Kurt yeah, Cobain yeah. killed himself, which is sad uh, and horrible. But I think, you know, when I put these two head-to-head, which, you know, I asked a bunch of people, hey, can these go head-to-head? Yes, they, they certainly can. So, you know, when I think of Nirvana, I definitely think of, you know, that screamy, raspy, you know, angst angry pained vocal you know with you know the really amazing 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 drums right because that's just it's very propulsive very rhythmic um big anthemic big big guitars all those kind of things right and i really like that i think it's i think it's great and i think it's impactful and i you know nirvana has become a you know this legend right this big legendary thing um, and obviously we lost Kurt Kut to the 27 Club, which obviously also catapults them to a whole new level. They're kind of an institution like few bands of that they time really are. are. You know? Absolutely. And the thing is, though, I think about them is they changed a lot, right? They were taking ballsy risks. They were doing a lot of stuff. They were pushing the, the sound of that time to a different place. And when I think about the Smashing Pumpkins, I feel the same way. I feel like they always are are pushing the envelope but they have what nirvana doesn't have is they have tons of brilliant musicians musicians that have played with some of the greatest people out there because of their brilliance and i think the musicality i think the lyrics i think 
the overall sound um, of Smashing Pumpkins is is very um, it's very grunge, but also very polished in a way that Nirvana wasn't. So it's a very while they're kind of around the same time, it's a little different. You have Billy Corgan's vocals that are they're they're very emotional. Um, they're very you could say that yeah they're emotional they're they're also very um, I don't know I want to say they're very kind of pop uh, I'm sorry more punk is what I mean very punk they have some poppy sounds to them they have some grungy sounds so I feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of emotion in there so both of those singers have a lot of emotion that they bring to the band so I was putting them against each other, and I, th- I thought, oh, there's all these similarities, right? There's all these these different things. Now, the Smashing Pumpkins is not ne- necessarily an institution, though they have had many iterations like Zwan and all kinds of things, and they've just continued to evolve. So when I think about these two bands, and I look at them individually, and I look at them against each other, to me, there's a clear winner. And the reason it, there's a clear winner is because of... The musicality, because of the complexity, because of of the different albums with different and an evolution. I hear the evolution, like we were talking about with Bowie. I'm hearing that evolution where I didn't hear with the other band. Um, and though the neither have vocals that I love, they just don't. I'm more of a melodic girl. I do think that Billy Corgan is more melodic than Kurt Cobain was. So for me. Um, probably, you know, more than any Nirvana fan would want to hear. It definitely, I give it to the Smashing Pumpkins for those reasons. When you listen to them, the contrast is there. They're both great bands, but if I pit them against each other, there's a clear winner to me. So that's what I have to say. What are your thoughts? Because I know you're a Nirvana fan. Well, yeah, well, that would have started as a, a disadvantage because, I mean, I, I'm much more familiar with Nirvana. I have a lot of their records. You know, uh, so I'm a big Nirvana fan. However, but hearing more of the Smashing Pumpkins as I have, somehow I, I almost completely missed them, apart from a couple of the really well-known ones. And I won't mention who covered one of them, but I mean, a, <laughs> she's like, don't say it, don't say it. No, but uh, honestly, there is a very there's a decidedly higher level of musicality and even i mean nirvana does ballads and they does and they do screamy you know uh hardcore like punky type stuff i mean you get your you know uplifting stirring you know moshing pogoing crazy stuff like stay away but you also get these these moody things like heart-shaped box you know uh, so nirvana has a lot of range and everything but you don't get, it's true, you don't get the different types of vocals that you get from Billy Corgan from Cobain. I mean, Billy Corgan does have, maybe you can say he's not the greatest vocalist, but he does, he, he can come at you with this, you know, desperate, heartbroken type thing, but he can also snarl in a real punky kind of way, and he can have all kinds of, all kinds of attitude too. And that isn't, uh, that's not really something you get to the same degree as Cobain, as much as I love Cobain, as much as I love Nirvana. So I'm kind of seeing why people would give an edge to uh, Smashing Pumpkins because you do get more in a way, you know. Yeah, so I, I feel the, like the one thing I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. The one thing with with Kurt Cobain is I feel like he's got that one note and it's a really fucking good one note. But had he been around longer, we may have heard more of what he had. But I mean, for for what he did, that one note was such a strong and influential mm-hmm. one note. 
I just, I like, I think maybe it's because I have all those, those, uh, I'm grounded in Prague. Mm -hmm. I want more from music. Yeah, and you definitely get that from the Pumpkins. And as I've always said, and as even Dave Grohl says, uh, lying at the core of all this, the Nirvana screaming and everything, there are beautiful melodies. Oh, yeah. You can strip them down and make them acoustic. You can play them. You can do like a Tori Amos and play them on piano and sing them like she does uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. You know, we do Smells Like Teen Spirit. And yes. it's very different Very version. different, yes. And I, I do think they're beautiful, haunting, stirring melodies, but they're... There and and you know a lot of yeah. them, it's kind of like the growling of today, right? When when singers are growling in songs, that's them expressing that angst. He was kind of that he did that screamy thing. That was where his emotion came from. That's where his pain came from. That's where it, it was all wrapped up in that kind of angry sort of. I think I, his voice didn't naturally break that way. That was an affect, but I liked it. It worked. So I just think, yeah, well, I think his one note, again, for the short time we had him, was very strong. I just want more. And I know that there's like, you know, two, four chords, right, to that. And there's just so much more. I appreciate the complexity and I appreciate the different, the musicality. I appreciate the talent. I appreciate the melodies. And I appreciate Billy Corgan's vocals. At first, I remember I first heard him, I didn't like him, but they, they're so emotive and they're so evocative and they're so, they're painful, they're angry, they're all these things. So he takes you on a very serious ride and he is melodic, but it's just not, it's not what you expect to hear. But I don't, I wouldn't want to hear someone croon those songs either. No. Right? I wouldn't want to hear someone croon Nirvana songs necessarily either. So I think they both had, had different affects and different, things that they did really well not necessarily my cup of tea out of the gate but boy do they uh, do i ever love both of them yeah I, I can totally see why someone would and i'm thinking like god i really gotta i mean this melancholy and the infinite sadness i've been hearing about oh. for so long i Holy just have to s- stop and listen to the damn thing and siamese dream is incredible too ah, there's so many one, yeah. You know, and uh, there's a lot more to Nirvana. A lot of people just dismiss Nirvana completely, which is a mistake. Which make Big sense. mistake. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can understand where there'd be, and and not you wouldn't have to be a snob at all to prefer uh, Smashing Pumpkins because uh, that's yeah. that's really impressive stuff too. Yeah, and it's not a betrayal of Nirvana because they no, they are what they did well, and again they had a small window. I wish we had a longer window, but they had a small window. But what they did was amazing, and it is historic and. They're legends, for mm-hmm. sure, and they always will be. But again, we have Billy here continuing. They just put out a new album, and it's completely different. It's just like... See, I thought they I broke up a few years ago. They did. Oh, yeah. no. Then they, they came there's back? There's been yeah. many iterations of the Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. But they're back now with most of the originals, except Darcy. Darcy's not going to come back because it didn't go well. Apparently, Billy Corgan, I know it's just shocking, very, very moody and demanding. No. So, yeah, very moody and demanding. He's the only he's the only member I'm familiar with. You know, yeah. Of course, oh, well, being lead singer. The, yeah. gu- the guitarist has played with, with A Perfect Circle and stuff like that. I mean, just brilliant. He's he's insane. But yeah, so it sounds like, you know, we're both giving it to the pumpkins in this one. So I'd be interested to know what you out there think, you know, whether you give it to pumpkins or you give it to Nirvana, whether it's for the reasons that we said or your own reasons. I definitely want to know. But yeah, for the verses, pumpkins are winning. So we're going to Germany for Rowena. This is our last artist of this particular show the song is hopeless valentine they're indie pop singer songwriter so let's take a look at both the cover art and the artist 
listen to the artist rather, not just look at them. Here we go again, you think by now I know better. Locked in my head, romanticizing forever. That was Rowena with Hopeless Valentine. Very sad sounding, but a lovely tune. First, let's talk about the cover art, which is this post-apocalyptic scene. I mean, it's it's all oranges and yellows and fire and and destruction. And it's just, uh, it was very gripping. I saw it and I stopped. It's uh, Again, it's arresting. It just really is. It's a sad scene, quite a sad scene. Uh, clearly a government building in the background as well. So I don't know what's at overthrow of the government. I'm not sure exactly what we're saying, but I thought it was compelling. And it definitely looks like a drawing, like somebody actually drew it. So that was pretty amazing uh, and interesting. So what did you think of the cover? Well, yeah, the cover is very grippy. It, it's It's got this pantheon-looking type of building. For it's sure. like It's like the, you know, the collapse of, of antiquity. It's basically like the wreck of antiquity because there's this old building, 
you know, like like I said, like the Parthenon type deal, like Pantheon, Parthenon, whatever. It's just one of those old uh, ruined Greek type buildings. But more governmental building, like more of like a Wall Street building instead of a. It looks I, like you know, and it could mix. be because those buildings are deliberately look. They look old. Exactly. So I didn't think of it that way. I feel like it's kind of. It could be a nod to both then and now, like like oh things were better then you know and Which here's this, we know but, they weren't but, but of now it, there's a there's a you know a collapse i don't know i mean people have different thoughts so i don't know what this is trying to convey is. no no but it does that's what's intriguing about it you go okay here's this you know like you said the red sky orange sky always looks apocalyptic it always looks doomy and things like that and we have this old building and right in front we've got power lines we've got motor vehicles yep. so it's like obviously there's a there's a, a bridge here there's a crossing here uh, and, you know, it's just like we're burying the old or maybe we shouldn't. And, you know, it, it does have one of those, what are they going to say? Yeah. And when you start listening to the song, well, I mean, it's it's classic uh, synth-driven pop, you know, like we like we love, with uh, really wicked snapping drums that, you know, that we associate with like the 80s and, and great stuff like that. Um, but it uh, it's, you know, it has this really new wave thing that we that you surprise people are doing now but the vocal is very contemporary the vocal is kind of like that more contemporary than the the music goes with it it's it's wonderful to have them together i think but the melody's really strong and i mean it's not one of those dance trance things i mean it's got it's got this is really good songcraft too as well as it has that propulsive you know that techno techno beat that you can dance to this but you can also listen to it in the same uh, the same uh, focus and uh great song though you you always find these uh, terrific songs <laughs> well again the, this time it was the cover art that compelled me to listen to it and um it's it's it, i like the airy and the light vocals they're sweet they're cute it feels kind of like a teenage love song to me it's a little like a uh, taylor swift it's Katy perry it's all that kind of stuff, but better, you know. Uh, not that I, I I love Taylor Swift, but better than Katy Perry a lot. But I hear a little bit of that uh, pop sensibility, obviously. But then there's also a lot of um, I'm hearing a lot of kind of alternative in there, which I really like. So I really thought it was great. And this is one of those rare things that I think both could be, you know, kind of contemporary. Um, but then accessible enough that kids would like it. So I feel like it could have been in that Barbie movie that just came out. Like, you know what I mean? If, I feel like it's kind of that kind of tune. So Yeah, this is, I mean, uh, no offense at all by saying this, this is the kind of thing you could hear in the mall. Yeah. You know, but that's not bad at all. Right. No. Uh, but also in, you know, in a club, in the mall. Uh, at, in a Barbie uh, movie. In a Barbie movie, <laughs> in your car. Yeah. I mean, it really belongs everywhere. And it's, and you do, I got the sense listening to it that, the vocal, like you said, it's kind of airy, yeah. but there is a very definite holding back there, For and sure. you know whoever's there is capable you of really belting. Tell. But they're like, you know what? This song doesn't do that. You right. know, and that that's that's my sense. Everything. Having having heard no other Arena songs, that's no, my sense. You, you know? can tell there's a powerhouse. Yeah, you right can. There, and you really can. Intentional. Yeah. Um, intentionally being that way to make this song this very light, airy you know kind of lovely song you know with an edge i think it's definitely got an edge but i think you're right there's a lot more vocally here and probably you know a different sound for different songs maybe even uh you know going deeper into maybe more rock 
or maybe a little bit harder, or maybe we go more electronic. I'm not sure. You know, and it's so true. You hear, and this is with some bands, you hear the hits, or you hear like yeah. one song, or even a series of songs, and you think like, all right, you listen to the cars, and you think the cars sound like Drive, okay? Right, they don't. But there's, you know, I mean, you don't think that it's going to be rocking. Like, I think that that's what's lying beneath yes. this band, is if you listen to the whole thing, I'm sure it's it's totally different. Yep. Uh, but that one track uh, is what it's supposed to be. That's right. And uh, like I said, Drive is like a good example too, you know. It is. So it's like uh, I think there's so much there. And uh, this song, you know, heralds a lot of, of promise, you know. I mean, it tells you it promises big things because it's great in and of itself. Absolutely. Now, I really liked it. So Germany gave us a really wonderful artist. And if you love this artist, support her and Germany. Go to Bandcamp and find her at Rowena, and that's R-W-I-N-A. Well, that was an amazing show. It's nice to be back. It feels really good. I feel like I uh, I uh, retrained myself, got back on that bike, <laughs> you know, and I feel like it was good. So I guess that means that you need to do that one thing that you do before we... Uh, and uh, doing that thing I do involves a puppy and a blanket yes. and wrapping that puppy in a neat little blanket, so which is the way puppies like it, and we love to make them happy. <laughs> well, uh, coming up, a winging it. And what in the ever-loving heck? What in the fudge is that? <laughs> oh my We're God. very glad you asked. <laughs> uh, it's a short, shorter show about one music-related topic. No tracks, no features, none of that uh, clutter. No, Bullshit. I'm kidding. Yeah, it isn't, though. <laughs> we don't mean that. Say good things about the show. That's one of the things Say I remember from all, all year. Just an informal chat where opinions and laughter are promised. We're pinky promising them here. Yeah. Uh, we offer you some of uh, new every week, when unless we don't, you know. Hey, uh, we do. We, we do. Bad shit happen. Terrible. Yes, of course. We're I mean. back. Barring, uh, if nothing, if no bad shit happens, we and will offer you up something new done. every week. Yeah, we're done with all the bad for a lifetime soon. Yeah. <laughs> so we invite you to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Deezer, and many more. Ooh, are my arms tired? My Ooh. wings tired? The birds get around, Jim. <laughs> Always click subscribe and enable notifications and uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, Cara Libre, uh, Cara Libre, uh, Libre de Cara, whatever the hell it is. Oh, you know? hell no. <laughs> this is where you're actually telling them to, <laughs> us to follow them. Let's do English. <laughs> yes, because there is no site like that. You know? No. <laughs> Even in Spanish, it's Facebook. You know? Facebook, uh, blah, 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 um, yeah, that other thing. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's called Instagram. That's right, Instagram. Uh, I, 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 I'm, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, verbiage here. We're a everywhere. Lot of, a lot of canned narrative here. Facebook, Instagram, at Bof on Air, B-O-A-F on Air. Uh, this is where we advertise our new themes. Tell your friends in bands to send in their music as well for Christina to listen to <laughs> and screen carefully to keep the to keep the direct from getting to me. You know? uh, although even if even if it's we think it's direct, somebody else loves it, and that's all that that's matters. Exactly that's right. all that matters. That's exactly right. Because um, we're done. Okay. <laughs> oh my God! Or we have different tastes. We have different tastes. That's yes, it. That's yeah. all. We want to grow our flock. We need your help in uh, this uh, noble endeavor. So please share us on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. feeds. Share your boids with the world. And um, now comes the part where uh, the, you do that thing you do, which is to say... Let's get the flock out of here. <laughs>
This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.